everyone and welcome to episode 35 of Did You Watch The Race? This week on the show we'll be talking through the Gunter Steiner exit from Haas after eight years as team principal. We'll catch up with the first two days of testing along with a quick recap of the rule changes for 2024. And we'll finish up with some updates from last week's stories before discussing FOM's rejection of Andretti's 11th team proposal. So, kicking off with the now old news that Gunter has left the grid. Yeah, um, I don't know already how to feel about this. I don't know, in any interviews Gunther has done since the news, he's been kind of all like positive vibes, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of Gunter purely because he's a funny person to watch. Yeah. Not necessarily that I think he's a fantastic uh, team person, but I think he's he's okay. Um, But... I have heard rumors that he's not the fin- he's not the best person to talk to on the grid. Yeah, he's not the best from like an internal. Point yeah, of view. apparently when he's on the paddock, apparently people avoid him because he's not necessarily a nice person. Not no, sorry. They avoid him because getting into a conversation with him apparently can be quite frustrating. I think that's that. Ooh, that interesting. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. No, I could completely understand that. I think he has a bit of a rep for just having a bad disposition. He, he kind of <laughs> strikes me as somebody who, like, you know the type of people you meet at about half eleven in a pub when you're just, you've just had enough mm. pints where you're like, oh, this is going to be a good night. And then you get talking to them, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's... And then he's like, melt your head. give me a fuck. And you're like, what? Give yeah. me a hug. <laughs> or they're trying to start an argument I with you. I think he's kind of lucky that his rep probably helped him last as long as it did for a team like Haas that don't like any press was good press for them so having yeah mm-hmm. who was effectively fair. the main character of George's Arrive be their team principal was it probably helped their yeah it was mutually beneficial for both of them yeah I wonder uh, do we know who's replaced yes. him the name it is a the name yeah. eludes it's, me. It's like a French it's or a Italian. Japanese no, guy. I think it's a, oh, a Hishton <laughs> Corner. Apparently, it's usually an Italian or a French. It's, that is fair. It is. Is, is it, it their, their lead? Their past Ayo uh, Komatsu. Uh, he was their lead designer previously, up until this. So it might be no harm to have an actual engineer back in the. In the hot seat, <laughs> couldn't couldn't hurt no, at this point. Uh, look, I yeah, I think like Gunther had very little to work with, but arguably did less with it than he had. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> fucking slate man, <laughs> kick him while he's down. Uh, yeah, look, I I don't know. The man's got his uh, trousers around his ankles, and you basically bit Brennan. <laughs> Yeah, but like the the results speak for themselves. You know, the team the yeah, team has do, done yeah. nothing but regress for the last. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> they've regressed and yeah, regressed. And I love that. Like I, 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 you would could basically have a little fun game of it every year, where it's like, how early are Haas ditching the development for this year's car to move on to next year's? You know, like yeah, I yeah, don't know, like. Obviously, yeah, they don't have enough to work with. But Jesus Christ, like, I'm also yeah. really surprised Gene hasn't sold the team yet. Like he talks about it constantly, yeah. 
like just to get rid of Gunter, I I feel like he'd be better off just selling it to someone with a bit maybe deeper pockets, and the team could get he could sell it to Andretti. Yeah. God, don't trigger Jason too early in this episode. I agree, though, Colm. I would have foreseen uh, Gene selling I, hats before removing I Gunther. Think he I don't know. May have, if not for Russia's shit, how's he? Whatever I die. How do we say this second? Bad. Uh, as in Russia's actions over the last few years. I think. M- but what would that have? How would that have influenced him not selling? Because he's they're an American company. I think that's part of the reason Mazepin was in, and the obviously the Ural Kali was a heavily Russian sponsor in the team in twenty twenty one, and then obviously Mazepin getting dropped, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine in early twenty twenty two kind of severed any possible business ties there. I think they were shaping up for high tech, who were a Russian backed GP two team to take over Haas. And that oh, all got okay. thrown down the yeah down the drain. I see what you mean. Yeah, there's no spare American billionaires who are interested by it. Now. But I think, as in, I think that plan was already in place from late 2020, early 2021, and then the teams have exponentially yeah, grown been... in value since that. So now he's probably sitting on it, being like, "Oh, I'm worth way more now than I was in that deal." Now again, right, okay. I think also deals take a long yeah, time to yeah. go through. You know, like it's not like you can make a deal and it happens in the next few months. Like these sort mm. of multi-million-dollar deals, I'd imagine happen over span of years. This is tipping on for billions at this point as well in the sport, the way it is. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there was a constant rumors that the team was going to get sold out, and that would even that would give paid to guns are kind of sticking around where it's why bother changing if that's what's happening so maybe he's shaping up to sell it on to like get some new blood in get the team a bit more aligned hopefully make a tiny bit yeah. of progress and then say goodbye it's like when you revamp your house yeah. to sell it yeah. yeah exactly yeah in fairness I think it'll be good to have a new face on yeah. the team yeah like yeah the head figure and see how it goes they're like can't get any fucking worse yeah there's not much to lose definitely to be not honest. yeah like so Gunter has tried, failed, and he's leaving. What has been your favorite Gunter so, uh, mo- moment? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, my favorite one is definitely when he was like, "I'd have hugged the whole product <laughs> yeah. for a point." <laughs> and they're like, "Apologies yeah. for the bad language." Yeah. yeah. What? What did I say? <laughs> oh. Um, I think overall, I, mean, I just I enjoyed his like seemingly genuine honesty. Uh, yeah, bluntness yeah. is probably a more accurate word than honesty. And, and I don't think it's just the bluntness. I think it's the, how blunt he is and how how jovial he yeah. is about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed, you know, did he just fuck I, smash uh, my door? And the boat, the boat <laughs> meme is is like he's immortalized yeah. in the boat meme for me. I heard rumors that uh, he's going to be taken over for Christian Horner. <laughs> The, did you watch the race I back it as a Red Bull fan get that I man in there I already talk about conspiracies for the last two weeks so <laughs> this is now a, it's a business insights podcast yeah, and no a conspiracy theory what else podcast. he wants to do Gunter has to go hasta la vista Gunter 
How nice. He has been and gone. All right, moving on to this week's testing. So we're two thirds of the way through the only preseason test, as ludicrous as that seems, for the 2024 season. And would you believe Red Bull are looking pretty strong? No. Yeah. Stop that. A whole second wow. faster than. Well, that was yesterday. Was now Ferrari improved today by a good chunk again. So, but like the track conditions are developing so rapidly, it's so, it's almost impossible mm. to garner anything out of these. I think the big stories is Red Bull's massively different car from last year. Nobody expected it to be this different. Yeah. Adrian Newey has since come out and said they knew everyone was going to copy them after last year, and that everyone was lining up to copy them. So they're like, "Well, we can only." That's copy Mercedes. <laughs> um, That's actually very clever. Yeah, it's point, what we've though. said all the times in this. Where it's like, if you stand still in F one, you're going backwards. So they're still pushing the envelope out. Mm-hmm. I, if you're not winning, yeah, you're effectively. If you're not first, you're last. Because the regulation changes were so slight between last year and this year, they kind of have the fallback that they could probably run their car from Bahrain last year and win. Like they're they're that far ahead of the grid. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like Adrian knew he had obviously seen the design of the Mercedes because I'd seen a lot of not memes I guess but a lot of retrospective photographs of him basically yeah. analysing the Mercedes car after every third race mm. or so last year and I obviously something ticked in his head where he's like eh, it's a good idea but yeah. I can make it work. I think the the whole side pod kind of thing has been not overblown, but it's kind of a red herring in this story, in in the story of the design of this generation mm-hmm. of cars, where the floor and suspension is way more important, and what's above it is, is important, but not nearly as important. It's just that they're so it was so striking when Mercedes came out with no side pods and then moved to the hide pods and whatever, blah blah blah, that it kind of the important part in the floor and the suspension kind of got dropped from it and that's what I was reading a bit again then this week about it and that was where like Adrian Newey's big strength in this iteration of the regulations was that he knew that from the get-go that the floor and suspension was going to be the king in this generation and it's like it's not that he does that much of the design himself anymore it's that he has the overall vision for the car and kind of leads mm. each of the design teams years of experience to know yeah what's exactly important. like and i like his name alone has to be worth a certain i'd say it's worth uh, you know a couple of tenths yeah. in that car if you have a 200 engineers working for who is lauded as the greatest engineer engineer or the greatest f1 designer of all time they're going to work a little bit harder <laughs> you know so yeah he's yeah. kind of uh uh I'd laugh well, they trust the process idiot. obviously yeah like to both of those comments <laughs> I was saying yeah I'd laugh if he's an absolute idiot and it was his name carrying through and people were like working extra hard yeah it, like making things work it's like here's the design that's fucking stupid and then it was like no Adrian knew he came up with it it has to work yeah and then just it's, find a way he's to kind of a bit of a fucking Jesus character at this point where it's like are you the greatest designer of all time mm. it is you who says it kind of like yeah. So, Another conspiracy. Yeah. I heard it. Uh, outside of, I'm oh, sorry. Were you going to say a 
No, I was going to make a really bad joke. That's bad taste, so I just left oh, okay. it. Um, outside of Red Bull, everyone seems to be getting on all right. McLaren had some small issues today. Ferrari broke a floor again, driving over a curb. Uh, yeah, absolute classic. classic. Uh, Red Bull did face what some was... reliability issues today when Checo was in the car. So that I, I think that's why they're Checo. running the car so hard. Because they've gone so aggressive on the packaging that they're... I think they're running a bit harder than other teams are at, in this testing, uh, just to just to check the reliability Perhaps, of the yeah. car. Is my opinion, but I could be way wrong on that. Did anyone else see the weird contraption in the back of the Ferrari car? It was like a an array no. of I don't know. Was it an aero rig? No, it looked like. Um, potentially, I'm not sure. It looked like a bunch of. Like miniature antlers stitched together. Uh, yeah, that that will probably have been an aero rake. So they do that to. Do you remember last year when when Mercedes basically were like, oh, we don't, we have a massive correlation issue between our car and the tunnel. That's what they use those tools for. Uh, they basically make sure they they measure yeah they're like tiny pilot tubes and they measure the pressure all over the car so that they can correlate that with the data they'd be picking up from the tunnel to see if they can trust their wind tunnel effectively and just to test things out on the track then as well um yeah in testing so the cars don't actually have to be officially uh what's sort of like legal so they can run loads of extra sensors they can do kind of whatever they want in testing but obviously they'd keep them as close to race trim as possible because that's what makes sense my yeah. favorite is the green paint the flow is. yeah yeah it's so cool i just can find that, that it's fascinating like the flow is. Uh, i meant i meant the technical <laughs> aspects Gemma. thank you though for your comments <laughs> excuse you i could be very well versed in what yeah. did i call it the green paint yeah no 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 it's fine if you are well versed but i meant if you can expand the technical I'll give you a clue it's, it's okay. really really simple yeah can I have a go okay my understanding of it is that they cover the car or they spray the car in this like what seems to be invisible paint at the time and then it's like as the airflow picks up it turns green so then you can see the how the airflow is like how the car is piercing the air you're mostly and how right. the air is like touching it doesn't uh, it's green all the time it doesn't change colour because of the wind oh oh I thought it was magic it just picks up the vortices around the car mostly and just how the air is hugging the surfaces of the car to make sure again it's another correlation tool if it's green all the time then how do you know where because it as the wind hits the car or the car hits the wind is probably more accurate that it pushes it along and it'll follow the streams and channels that they're using the the wings to create so that's um, why you'll okay. only ever really see like it they... in one half of the car because there's no need to put it on the full car so it's not like they put it on they don't paint the livery it's like they paint a certain section and then the yeah, rim, exactly. runs off it. It, it runs along with the wind oh, okay. you'll see it especially in Ireland and kind of countries where it rains a fair bit and the roads are pretty dirty if you look at the back of your car around wheel arches, stuff like that, you'll see a similar principle where it kind of follows the curvature yeah. of the car. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty satisfied, Gemma, with, with yeah. how you explained that. So I'll, I'll yeah, give thanks. you kudos. Sweet. We'll be talking through testing in a bit more detail when there's more information really from the long runs 
and that next week on the podcast when we'll also be previewing the first race of the year in Bahrain first race of the year that has some new regulations as well so I don't know if he's seen any of the new regulations for this year pretty minor changes all around so there's a couple of kind of uh, how would you call them administrative changes around how teams can protest against things and the timelines for that the bigger changes though are around sprint weekends they've actually I'm pretty excited about this these changes to be honest and I've been yeah I've been pretty vocal in my hatred for them so they're looking at moving the sprint event itself to the Friday which or oh wait sorry sorry I also don't like this this half measure of having sprints on every other random weekend I feel like if you want to do it fucking do it and if you don't want to do it get rid of it um i think oh no i disagree it's just weird because like i think it's unfair yeah i get that some cars are more suited to tracks and so if your car if you're do you know the you pick tracks yeah to set up for the year like you'd have mm. it in your head and then yours happens to be a sprint re- sprint race weekend you could get an extra five points on a team and for like the teams yeah, williams and Monza, for example like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly, I completely, yeah. I definitely agree with that side of it. That it throws the sporting integrity into question a bit. Mm. But sorry, so I'm going to start that thing again. So the main change with sprints is that the Park Ferme conditions have moved. So the teams can now set up Friday and still qualifying the Friday even for the race on Sunday. But then Saturday has different park Fermi conditions. So previously they had to basically fix their setup for the weekend after FP1 and that was it. Now they can do FP1 qualifying. Then there's the sprint shootout and the sprint race and that's when park Fermi is fixed. So they actually have a bit more time set up the cars and it also it has the potential that we're not going to... You know the way that at the minute the sprint races are effectively oh, we hit pause and then we just continue the race as normal. Yeah. It mm. may be a bit less like that where teams could set up aggressively for the sprint race and then change their setup before going into the actual race. So I think it it's worth trying. It's the first sprint configuration that I've kind of been like, ah, I'm interested in this now. Mm. Yeah, it does remove it from the race. Yeah, now more. it still obviously is going to be a case where drivers aren't going to risk running or run the risk of getting too much damage etc like that but all things considered i think it's not not the worst i think it's funny that you're enjoying well not that you're enjoying it now but you're on the side of the sprint race oh I'm, I'm not I think a, initially a, when they first came out when they first came out i was kind of like oh this seems fun like it's a good idea i think i enjoyed the first couple of sprint races the longer i watch the more uh, bored I get with the sprint races some of them can be fun I guess but for the most part I'm like I don't care and it's another yeah, thing they're not high enough stakes exactly yeah I feel like when I want to watch the race weekend then I'm like oh did anything happen yeah. in the sprint race I actually don't care yeah mm. definitely like I sorry I wouldn't say but, but because we need to talk about it I'm like I have to watch it <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm in favour of them now I'm less against them would probably be more accurate <laughs> okay i think our opinions then are coming more yeah, yeah. in line i guess it makes sense 
a couple other small changes then as well kind of around the races so drs will be available after lap one which will kind of shake things up a little Ooh, bit yeah oh, I would still then one lap after is that for sprint in races? every race and then oh brilliant one lap oh, that's after exciting safety cars etc like that uh, we're back to three engines for the season it's been four engines for the last two years so they went back up to four engines for the first two years of this okay. these, this regulation set i think just to ease issues in the teams this is our longest calendar ever so three engines is not yeah. like every team will have to take a penalty i i'm gonna assume that there's yeah. There's too much pace. It's going to be strategic. Where are you going to place yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, every team is taking a penalty. There's, there's no way they're not. They're not doing eight races. <laughs> First yeah. race, please. Yeah, it's an engine for every eight seven races. Plus sprints. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so, shit, plus it, in the longest calendar, it. I like that they're pushing the boat on the reliability side of things, but I don't think this is the right way to do it as in this is too limiting it's it's mm. way more beneficial to take an engine penalty and get an extra engine than it is to try and meet the three engine limit uh so yeah mm. we'll see how it goes for the year but once one of the top teams does it it's just gonna snowball because like once one team does it's like well they've done they've sacrificed you know, yeah well like it's it's now. so easy to do it as well because over the course of the season most of the top teams will have one race where they get knocked out in Q3 or sorry in Q1 or you know just mess up something and they'll just take the penalty then mm. <laughs> plain and simple yeah the only just the, la- the last thing on the rule changes is they've mandated I don't know if you've seen the little vents in front of the drivers not Red Bulls beside the head yeah the, the FIA have mandated those vents because of the Qatar GP last year so it's to help manage overheating for the drivers yeah so if they've popped up and you're wondering what they are that's what they are so moving on then we're going to discuss Andretti's rejection for their team proposal so Jason what are your thoughts on this aka Jason's passion project (laughs) Um, you heard it here first folks we left this last and I'm still depressed um, yeah I'm yeah. sad I'm very very sad about it they've because they, they've effectively just announced that they will never allow more than 10 teams on the grid it doesn't really make much yeah. sense I don't really understand it money the reason is money like there's whatever fucking way they want to pretend it's yeah. money yeah true I, I but it's the team the, the teams have an input into the running of the sport, voting whether yeah. they got in or not yeah, okay. So, that was, so they stupid. don't want to split the championship yeah. money, is it? so the, only the top 10 teams in the championship get paid. So there being 11 teams means one don't. Like, I get it and I don't. Do you it's, know what I mean? Like, it can't... It's not just the prize you, money, though. It's sure the there value be a bigger pot, no? the team. So by virtue of no other teams being allowed in, Haas then basically doubles in value. If somebody was able to start a team and enter, then you're not just paying for Haas's facilities. You're paying for... You're sorry, if somebody can't start a team and enter, then they need to pay for that entry, if that makes sense. So if you're buying Haas, you're not just yeah. buying the team and equipment and everything. You're paying for that grid slot. Yeah. So, 
So it yeah increases the value purely of it being yeah, of, yeah. of it having a spot in the top. Okay. And it's a outside of Ferrari, I wouldn't say any team is safe from upping and selling. So it's all in their best interest to. I'd say Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari and McLaren would probably be the two I would least likely see being sold out. But for everyone else, Fair. they're just in, in protecting the value of their investment, which you can't, you know, get too annoyed at. It's the fact that they were allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's the system like that allows. Yeah, agreed to kind of. Like not to be like that person, be like to take away the purity sport of the have sport. Purity, like yeah. you know, this sport, is, this sport is run on money and rich people. But like, you know, fundamentally, if yeah, you care yeah. about F one, most spectator sports yeah. are built. On oh money. no, totally fair. Yeah, but uh, that uh, and corruption. Whereas, like Andretti is, I don't know if he had ever, if he had ever heard of Mario Andretti prior to this or in passing. He's it like, as in, yeah. he's a household name. Well, effectively a household name in America, in American motorsports anyway. Like, massive heritage in the sport. You know, has been in IndyCar for years. He raced in F1. Like, it, they just seemed like the perfect... And Cadillac were coming in. Cadillac, Chrysler. I always mix. One owns the other. Anyway, they were coming in. It was Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Anyway, one of the C. I American. think it might have been... No, I yeah. think it was Chevrolet, yeah. They were coming into back yeah. up as well. So in a sport obsessed with trying to get America to like them, I just don't get it. Yeah. And like, and and well, there's the been such care. an online narrative of like, oh, we don't have an American F1 team. And then kind of, you know, has being like, fuck my drag. But well, it is true where like they don't market themselves, I think, enough in the like, like, Sorry to generalize, but like Americans love yeah. star spangled shit. Like they want, they want like eagles bloody flying in the car to the racetrack. Like they, they want, want the drivers shooting guns as they drive yeah. other drivers. Like if you're gonna be an American team, you need to be an American team through and through. And like this would have been a great opportunity. So yeah. it's kind of ironic, as you said, that like they're trying to break America, but then they pull this shit. Rock flag. <laughs> it's it's also hilarious when what we're talking about, like Haas Rang rap. Has ran a fucking Russian flag on the car. <laughs> mm. America's mortal yeah. enemies for the last eighty years. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god, you can't. And then they're like, "Why don't they? Why yeah. don't America like yeah, us?" It's that saying. Uh, I can't remember which author whoever mentioned it. Where it's like, I much prefer working with uh, reality than fiction. It's like, oh, why? Well, fiction has to make sense. Reality doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I haven't heard that's a good quote. So that is a good quote. yeah, uh, 2024 update. F1 is still corporate sleazy. I don't know. Yeah, is there any? Sorry, I know Jason. You you shared into our group chat um, a couple of like reasons or highlighted mm. reasons in the doc. Do you want to go through maybe like one or two so of them of that the stood out to you? Was FOM felt, and this is again something that kind of just fucking boiled my piss. FOM felt that Andretti were going to gain more from this branding than FOM were. And it's like, that's just, like, what are they Obviously. gaining from Haas that's at the, the moment? Point. That they wouldn't gain from, you know, I I think they, they did really have to dance around a lot of shit to be like, 
pass are on the grid so that's why we can't do this but so yeah they felt they would damage the prestige of the championship overall that an 11th team would add an operational burden on race promoters no we raced with 26 cars in 2011 sorry 2010 2011 raced with 24 cars from 2012 to 26 to 15 and then yeah so no anyway that yeah again they couldn't see any material expected benefit to the fom on it and <coughs> sorry yeah and just that it wouldn't provide value to the sport as in from to the sporting aspect of it not just the monetary value so just rolling my eyes at yeah, every single all, one of those points yeah it's yeah it's them trying to find a reason to explain quote unquote logically as to why it only makes sense to have 10 teams yeah. on the grid like, I would have been no happier reason. if they came out and they're like, money, oh, money, yeah. money, if money. If they had money. to be blatant. Yeah, be honest. Uh, well, I suppose they were as yeah. blatant as they could in marketing speak, but. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the sport. Yeah. F1, we love it. <laughs> Fueled by greed. <laughs> in fairness, it's Andretti's fault, really. If they wanted to be in the sport that bad, you know, they could they could offer a big fat bribe, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say FOM though that they're happy for them like. to join from 2026 on which is when they're changing the regulations around and also part of this sorry the last kind of leg of this the reason Andretti wanted to join for next year is because the cost to join the sport goes up by like 10x in the next Concord agreement so what? I think the figurative fee would have been to, to actually so to join FOM and start a team is like in around 200 million I believe that's going to uh, 1.2 1.5 billion something I, I can't remember what it's going to off the top of my head it's, it's why didn't you start with that I don't know <laughs> like that's clearly the reason oh that Andretti wanted to join next year oh and that they sorry why FOM no why FOM said no uh, because I feel like yeah, it's, it's one, one of the reasons, of the yeah. reasons probably not all. Uh, of and them. they also they didn't say so. They said that they're happy for them to apply for twenty twenty six. So yeah, yeah they, sure they're they still not. Of course, doing that. Yeah. So yeah, and like I feel bad. Mario Andretti is in his eighties at this point. Like, oh Jesus! He just he just yeah, let just Mario give him F1, rattle, like. guys. But anyway, that's a. Uh, I should have probably led with that. That is fair. On the negative to Andretti's side. That story. Sad Jason yeah. noises. So that'll be all forever, folks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for yeah. coming with us on the podcast. We're gonna stop now forever. So next week or that'll be all from us this week folks thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week to to run through the results from testing any long run information we have the news from this week to next because there will probably be loads and then to preview the first race of the season so max one <laughs> so if you've enjoyed the podcast be sure to give us a follow on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen and help us spread the word by telling your friends and family about us
You can also check us out on our social media. It's did you watch the race? All one word on Instagram. And while you're there, be sure to check out our resident artist, Cody Illustrations. So I've been Jason. I've been Colm. I've been Gemma. And we'll talk to you on a day next week. We haven't decided when yet. A nondescript day. (laughs) 